Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who probably may or may not have noticed that the artist changed this issue, my sometimes observant friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I, I did. I'm doing well. Um, I did notice that the art is different in some way, but I, I went back and saw that there's a different artist, but then I was like, when did that happen? I wasn't totally sure. You'll have to help me, James B. It happened between oh. these two podcasts. Between yeah. issue 75 and 76, the lizard looks a little different because they changed artists. We now have uh-huh. uh, a different team there working on it, but we can uh, we can talk about that a little more at the end. Right. Um, I have a new segment that I want to try. Really? All right. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I want to call it uh, 20 pages in 20 seconds. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, I feel like we never really cover what happens in the previous issue. We sort of just jump right in, assuming that everybody is listening back to back. But, you know, our podcast comes out like five days in between. And, you know, but they have other, people have other things to do. They've been you know, living their life. Okay. And maybe they're not binging our episodes all in a row. So um, anyway, 20 seconds for 20 pages to the previous issue. Here we go. Okay. Uh, in the previous issue, Doc Connors uh, was brought in to help solve the mystery of the petrified tablet but he was unable to stop from becoming the lizard. His wife and his son, Billy, were captured and used as a hostage to get him to do their work. And by the way, Billy now is brave, and he knows his dad is the lizard. So the lizard is now running around. So that's, that's what's going on there. All right. A- applause for you, James B. Well done. <laughs> I All like right. the new segment. Hey, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> well, I did the summary of the previous issue, but... You're going to need more than 20 seconds to cover this issue. So why don't you take it away, Eddie? All right. Amazing Spider-Man 76, The Lizard Lives. We open with the lizard prowling the city in search of Spider-Man. He plans to destroy the human race after defeating Spider-Man. Um, Eddie, does the lizard consider Spider-Man a representative of the human race since he's kind of a spider-human? I, I was like, I don't know if Spider-Man's really part of the human race, right? Because he's not just a normal human if the lizard's got such a big problem with humanity perhaps he should go after someone else but i don't know i guess it's because he sees spider-man as his greatest obstacle to defeating the human race since they've gone at it but you know it wasn't so long ago that another sort of villain uh, decided that spider-man was not a good representative of the human race do you recall that yes i recall medusa are we talking about right I am talking about yeah. Medusa, yeah. I, I, so. I don't know if she's a, a was a villain. We never totally decided, right? <laughs> nah, she wasn't a she wasn't a villain. She was she was just a convenient way of getting her involved in the issue. It was kind of a filler issue, right? Yes, yes. But I like that one. How dare you say filler? I'll I'll take it. I'm gonna move on, James B. <laughs> okay. The lizard recalls his previous demise while Spidey functions as a bellhop for Mrs. Connors and Billy as they move into a hideout hotel room. After, Peter goes home, gets spiffed up, and heads over to the Stacy house to say a potential last goodbye to Gwen. Uh, James B., do you want to talk about Peter and Gwen here? The whole interaction with Gwen is super awkward. First of all, I know that her pet name for him is not Tiger, like MJ. Her pet name for him is Mr. Parker. You know, she's like, I don't know what's changed with you, but she's so close. Like, you know, your many unexplained absences have given me time to think. I realize how blind I've been. The sudden disappearances, the broken dates. I've never suspected that it might be another girl. Uh, And he's like, he's like, no, no, that's not it. What is your secret? And then he tells her, uh, I want to tell you, but this isn't the time or the place. 
There's something I must do, honey, something important. If it works out, things will be different. Whoa, wait, what? What does he have to do? This seemed to indicate he was going to spill the beans about being Spider-Man, but... It says there's something I must do, something important. I was totally confused at this point, James. <laughs> I really didn't understand this interaction at all. She has all these concerns, like, oh, I'm so concerned. And then her response to this is, I'll be waiting, even if it takes a lifetime. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> a minute ago, you thought he was cheating on you, and you were, like, super concerned. And now she's like, eh, if it takes a lifetime, you keep your secret. Eventually, you tell me. And then they segue into, like, right into the next panel. They segue into a picture of Spider-Man, and they go, like, why does he keep his identity a secret? Which is a, a clever little, you know, segue. Right. You know how I love my segues. It's a great segue, actually. <laughs> actually... I want to talk about the fact that Peter, once again, is uh, not living up to his responsibilities of defeating villains and is out doing something else. This is becoming too much of a pattern. It's just the other day he decided he was going to let the shocker roam free so he could see Aunt May got on a train or something. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, okay, Lizard's destroying the city. His family's worried. You know what? I got to go make up with uh, gorgeous Gwendy here. And uh, let me give Aunt May a call uh, on the way here. So, I mean, I'm glad he called Aunt May, but come on, dude. Like, what's going on here? The young man is in love, James B. Leave him alone. Uh... <sighs> yeah, he's he, he picks and chooses, by the way, his responsibilities, too. When he sees, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, when he sees Harry, he decides that, you know, oh, I'm not going to hang out with Harry. He's like, I'm going to. I'm going to take off when I see that coming up. <laughs> he also saw the mustache, so it wouldn't give me problems hanging out with him, too. Oh, uh, We're going to talk about the mustache later. I got a, I got another <laughs> segment I want to cover at the end. But oh, I can't go wait. A, go ahead and finish up uh, the next part of the summary. Okay. Gwen is displeased with Peter's foreboding mysteriousness, but they are interrupted by Captain Stacy and Robbie, who are analyzing Spider-Man's secret identity in another room. They ask Peter if he has any insight into Spider-Man's mannerisms or behaviors. A nervous Peter eventually leaves the Stacy residence, and Spidey swings off to confront the lizard. They battle, and the lizard beats Spidey. Oh, page 18, James B. Are we going to talk yep. about this? Um, unbelievable. So he basically, the lizard who's like determined to destroy Spider-Man, which is a Completely new goal as opposed to just changing the human race into lizards. Okay, okay. I can I can accept uh. he has a completely new goal, even though that's not what he's all about, sure. But he gets Spider-Man down, and then he goes all like Craven and says, uh, I'm not going to waste my time fighting an injured Spider-Man that I could polish off. I'll wait till he gets up. I'm going to go do what lizards do, which is... Which is plunder? Arg! Lizards be plundering! Oh my god. James B., this is the worst thing that I think has happened since I've started reading Spider-Man, honestly. I was so upset here. I mean, if you are looking at this, listeners, if you happen to see a copy of this comic, Spider-Man is passed out on the ground, and the lizard's got both his hands on his head. And it looks like, I was like, when I read this panel, he's going to snap his neck. What's going to happen? There's going to be some, like, mystery machine that brings him back to life. But why the lizard backs off? And when he backs off, I, I didn't interpret this as plundering, James B. It says that there's little satisfaction in finishing off a barely conscious Spider-Man. Now, yeah. I, excuse me to go on here, because this is... Please, please, I is, know, you know, I know. Uh, this, is, this is my guy in many regards, and... 
Okay, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, he's mentally ill, he's raged up, he makes the same stupid mistake of being like, I can't just beat you while you're, you know, wounded or whatever. And I can understand, I don't know, the Kingpin or the Crime Master or Doc Ock for being, like, unsatisfied and, you know, saying, well, we're so much better than you, I'm going to prove more. But the Lizard, this is a half-monster man, if not, like... A monster. I, I, I really appreciate Travis. He, he put his finger on one of the reasons I like the lizard so much, because he's not really a man. He's a monster. And why he just doesn't finish him off is this is one of the worst moments for me, James B. Just terrible. Yeah, and I, I understand. The the panel, by the way, verbatim is as follows. Just And I don't have a lizard voice, so we'll just do what we do. <laughs> it right. says, okay. But there's little satisfaction in finishing off a barely conscious Spider-Man. I'll wait until you're on your feet again. Meantime, I'll find some nearby place to plunder as only the lizard can. None of that, none of that makes sense at all. It's, we, we, we have to, we have to move on. This is just going to bother. Just see if you can, just can't be any worse than this ending, right? I'm moving on. Um, Spidey appears defeated for the second time, but in reality, he's playing possum. Just as Spidey's plan is coming together, the Human Torch shows up to save the day, but spoils the plan. We are left with a weakened, upset Spidey and the Torch going to fight the Lizard at the end. Um, James B., the Human Torch shows up here again. Yeah. Like, at the worst possible time. I'm I'm kind of done with this guy. Like, I was probably done with him a while ago, too, but... And it's the same the same shtick, right? Like I'm yeah. gonna sort of be in your way and and try to fight the guy, and you're gonna I'm gonna have to fight you fighting the guy. I mean, didn't he recently fight against the torch fighting some guy at the was it the goblin or something? He doesn't want to hurt. <sighs> it's it's but listen, an exasperating ending. Listen, I know you're having a rough time. I I knew you were gonna have a hard time with this, so I did something. I made a list. I took out a ledger. Okay. And I tried to write down good and bad things about this issue. So I'm going to call this five good and five bad things about the issue. Oh, okay. You can uh, comment on them. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. Sound good? Okay. Sounds great. So what would you like first? Ah, let's go with the bad things and then we'll do some okay. good ones. You know, let's just get this out of the way. Page 18. We've covered that. Oh. Okay. That's one of them. Uh, the, I thought it was bad that the torch shows up to help, but not for the reason you think. I think it's bad because why is the torch the only hero that shows up to help? It implies that nobody else oh. is around except for the torch all the time. Like there are definitely other. I know in annuals he runs into every uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry superhero. When he but when like the lizard is you know the only superhero that shows up to help is the torch. Kind of bothers me. Terribly bothers. So Avengers Tower can't be too far away, right? Or wherever they are. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Daredevil once. Have you seen uh, anybody right. else? Anybody else ever show up? Not except for annual number three or, or annual three, yeah. Yeah, and they're just yeah. Um, it bothers me that he uh, that the issue chooses to um, skip time with Gwen. The issue says something like, "We're going to skip the time with Gwen um, and give these guys their privacy." What does that mean? It's like they don't want to do the mushy part of them talking lovey dovey to each other, but. That could have been the best part of this book. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole uh, complicated live segment that I can't do unless they do that. Don't they realize that? We could only speculate, I guess. All right. 
two more. Um, I already mentioned kind of... I don't like that he uh, he skips searching for the lizard because he's got other things to do. Yes. He's like, I'll get back to yep. that. And I don't like that the lizard at one point, Eddie, he slashes his web because he's up on a building when he's swinging by. Right. Like, the lizard's, like, lured him to an area. Well, how does the lizard slash his web? Doesn't he have, like, a spider sense? Shouldn't he know the lizard's, like, on this building right next to him? Oh, that's true. I had not considered that. Oh, boy. Oh. But don't worry. Don't worry. I I have six good things to balance okay. out the five bad. Thank goodness. All right. I'd like to say the cover I thought was pretty good. It's actually somewhat representative of what really happens. Uh, it shows Spider-Man falling um, and, and the lizards kind of like attacking him. It's kind of like the last one of the last panels. Um, and, uh, you know, agree. That was a nice cover. I agree. Nice I, I like that Spider-Man tells tells the reader and remembers that he owes a debt to Doc Connors. Do you remember what the debt is he owes to him? It is to make sure that the lizard is not killed, right? That he comes but, but home wh- to his wife. But why? Like, what's the debt? But he implies, like, I owe this man a debt. Do you remember what the debt is that he owes him? Well, he helped him cure Aunt May at some point with a, a radiation, Correct. right? The radiation. Yes, an amazing amazing Spider-Man uh, 32, which is mm. currently regarded as James B.'s favorite book so far. Yes. Oh. Um, I like that he calls Aunt May. <laughs> yes. Um, I like that. Um, I like that the ri- that the lizard. I like that the lizard is wrecking the city to get Spider-Man to come to him. It's a, it's a great ploy that we haven't seen in a while. Um, I, it makes me think of Doc Ock a long time ago when he was just on a rampage. Yep. Abs- yeah, I think someone else does it too. Um, yeah. The listeners, if the listeners remember, they can send us a message to at Let's Read. Spidey on Twitter to remind me where um, who it was. I don't know if it's the Molten Man or the Shocker, but somebody else kind of. It's not. It's not that common that people tend to do that. You know, um, I got two more. Um, I like that even though they skipped over the time with Gwen, that Spider Man is in bed. You see Peter Parker waking up in bed. I like that he actually gets some sleep. You don't see that a lot that he's sleeping. It's been a while. He keeps having these nightmares. So the, good for Peter. And the last thing is on page six. It's like talking to Harry. Hi, Hare. Still sporting your new Fu Manchu, huh? And he goes, you know it, son. He goes, this is Harry speaking. It may not turn you on, but it drives Mary Jane mad. (laughs) And I love this because it explains a couple things. One, why he would have this god-awful mustache. Of course, this is for the sign of the times, right? And two, it reinforces what I have been saying not very confidently, that MJ is going out with Harry now, because I thought he was, I thought she was going out with Peter before, but then I think now she's going out with Harry, and they don't really define it, but it makes it sound like they might be going out. Agree? I think that's, I think that's very clear. That's a critical panel for determining the relationship between MJ and Harry. They're, they're dating. I declare it. So. Well, Harry's definitely dating her. I'm not sure she's dating her. <laughs> MJ, she can't be corralled, so understandable. Well, well th- I, thank you, James B. I, I enjoyed uh, Five Good and Five Bad, even though we got six and four today. <laughs> <laughs> six, six and five. Six, six and, and five, five but, excuse me. But, well, that was the first of the two issues. we got a whole other issue to do. Um, why don't we do the other issue, and then right at the end of the summary, we can squeeze in our sponsor. So um, I might let you just run this whole summary from start to finish. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right, take it away. All right. Amazing Spider-Man 77. In the 
blaze of battle. We begin with the torch assaulting the lizard while Spider-Man pleads with him to stop. Johnny Storm can't understand and has no time to consider Spidey's pleas as the lizard attacks them both. An awkward battle ensues where Spidey tries to slow the torch's attack and at one point saves the lizard from near death. At his hideout apartment, Billy hears the peril his father is in over the radio and heads out to see if he can help. The awkward battle continues, but the lizard makes it to the docks where he feels invincible. The torch eventually shows up and blasts him into the water where he loses consciousness. Uh, Spider-Man drags the lizard to the shore and then fools the torch into leaving the scene. Spider-Man carries the lizard into a nearby warehouse where he webs him into a net and searches for something to stop him. Billy shows up just as the lizard awakens, uh, looks to be in great danger until Spider-Man appears and douses old Lizzie in calcium chloride. The powder dehydrates him and transforms him back into Doc Connors. The doctor is grateful to be reunited with his family, and in the wrap-up, Spidey reflects that an angry human torch is the best problem he's had in a while. So it was a crazy battle, huh? It was a bizarre and awkward battle, because, like, look, we all know the torch and Spider-Man, they, they don't get along, right? But not too long ago, in an annual, they were working together quite nicely, I would say. Is there no code between superheroes that they, like, it, it seems like Spidey can't tell him the truth. Like, why does he yell at, like, this? there's a man inside this lizard, and we need to save him. I have to save him. Don't kill the lizard. I, if, this was a, if this was a video podcast, you see me shaking my head in agreement. I'm I, like, yep. It's Why doesn't he tell him? I got, And not only that, it, I don't know if you thought this, too. Does that give the right for Spider-Man to use his asbestos webbing to trap the Human Torch in the middle of a battle? Like, the Human Torch could have been killed by the That's lizard. Right. And Spider-Man would have been to blame because he chose to web him up. I mean, uh, you know, if you want to slow him down, like, slow him down. But you can't, like, put him in danger. It, it's a, it's one of the worst battles because, like, it, it, what's a, it also, like, belittles kind of the lizard in his skills and strength like it looks like the torch like just totally can dominate the lizard with his blasts and everything like every time he gets close he just blasts him or blasts something around him and then like you said spider-man is disabling the torch in the middle of the battle Ugh. i actually own this issue oh. like the original yeah it's a great cover <laughs> i haven't i'm not as excited about the issue after reading it here um but what i am excited about is we have a great sponsor so oh, would okay. you let me – is this an okay time? I'm ready for the sponsor, James B. You're always ready for the sponsor, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I've never have said ever, no. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever said no? No, I don't think I'm just so. thrilled to be on the podcast and that our podcast is being sponsored. It's double thrill, so. You, you know, I've said no, by the way. You've asked me for the sponsor, <laughs> and I've, I've said no, but you've never said no. Okay. Eddie, people move stuff around, but not everyone can be a mover. We have plenty of those, right, Eddie? <laughs> Right. I know you've heard of Uber, and now there's a new way to, like, be part of Uber without a car. <laughs> it's called Uber Bellhops. Eddie, Uber Bellhops greet incoming guests. They handle their luggage. They guide them around facilities. Eddie, an Uber Bellhop can give a guest directions. They can even set up a conference room or, or deliver messages and room service orders. They can assist guests with special needs. An Uber Bellhop can walk around the city and shop with you or even watch your child. Eddie, you probably don't know this, but famous Uber Bellhops include Spider-Man. It's true. Now, I'm sorry, hotel chain employees, but whenever I shop, I use an Uber Bellhop. 
So Eddie, would you be interested in becoming an <laughs> Uber bellhop this summer? <laughs> um, does this mean I'm going to be working with Spider-Man? He's going to be a colleague of mine? You and him would have essentially the same job. He has this job. This is one of the ways he makes money. I, James B., this this could be one of the only... Uh, I might endorse this sponsor if I get to work with Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it's true. This is true. Spider-Man has worked as an Uber bellhop. I believe he helped <laughs> carry um, Billy and uh, Mrs. Connor's luggage. Uh, he's, he took care of their uh, he took care of their taxi uh, situation because he is not, not an Uber he, person himself. He, did, he didn't tip that driver very much, though. <laughs> um, you could fix two radios with the amount of money he tipped the driver. Okay, I thought that would be the Tinkerer Repair Shop if you did not know what I'm talking about available to our users who have radios. You know, so anyway, James B, I'm going to I'm going to fully endorse the sponsor for the first time excellent. in quite some time. Um, I may actually be a mover everyone. If you need something moved, well, me and technically Spider-Man. you'd be technically you're more like an Uber bellhop. So don't forget you you're, you're doing oh. the things a bellhop would do. Oh, we have enough we, we have enough movers. So but you know, it's sort of like a mover. But yes, Glad, glad this is working out, and glad you will be supporting our sponsor. I will give you um, off air the uh, the application uh, paperwork for this. All right, so. thank you, James B. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, so we didn't really talk about the second issue, uh, the Blaze of Battle, very much. A couple things I thought. Did you notice there was an error in the book? Uh, I'm. Why don't you tell me tell me what the error was, James B? I mean, unless you want me to guess. Uh, they haven't done this in a very long time, but they. They do this occasionally, but it's been a while. I'm going to blame that they've changed, uh, you know, some personnel here. But they they have the wrong name for uh, for Billy multiple times. Oh, really? Yes, he's called Bobby throughout the book. Oh my goodness! I'm so like, you know, used to calling him Billy. I didn't even notice. Wow. Yeah, they call him Bobby every single time. You know, so you know, one of those things. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I, I knew what they were. I knew what was going on. I, I know the character. You, you know, he's, the, he's been developing over time. The error that I thought you were going to talk about was an error that I actually made in my summary. When the lizard is in the water with Spider-Man, like, first of all, he's playing possum, James B. (laughs) There's two possum references. There's two possum references. In this book, and there was one in the previous issue. (laughs) They have the, we saw the word possum three times today. It It is your favorite... Uh, operanda, uh, modus operandi of villains and heroes I, alike, right? <laughs> I don't know who was reading these books in the late 60s that they had to, like, exclaim, hey, they're playing possum all the time. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. But anyway... But please, continue. It, what, what did you see about this water fight? In this scene, like, the lizard comes back to life, and then, like, Spider-Man goes to, like, strangle the lizard with his jacket that he's got on, and he says, I can cut off enough of his air supply to weaken him. Um, do lizards breathe underwater, James B? Do you, like, I, this line bothered me a lot. <laughs> I don't think lizards breathe underwater. I tried to find any lizard that breathes underwater, and I couldn't find a single lizard that breathes underwater. So, I don't know. That's what I interpreted as the error here. Well, technically the lizard isn't, you know, is he really a lizard, right? He's a, li- he's a lizard man, so who knows what kind of rules. In fact, doesn't Spider-Man have a superpower in this one? 
Uh, yes, he does. I was going to bring that up, too, because as soon as he drags the lizard up, he tells uh, the torch, my spidey sonic hearing picked up a distress call from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I this this could be my favorite part of this this issue, James B. I, it's almost enough to save this book. <laughs> it really and truly is to, to think that superheroes are telling other superheroes that they have powers they don't have is a really great thought. Yeah, and of course, the the, the lines, <laughs> even the lines around it, are like, you know, he's like, "Look, Junior, I'll fight you anywhere and anytime you want to, but first, I want to tell you something." He's like, "Don't try to stall your way out of it, Charlie." He's like, "It's no stall, Big Mouth." Like they get, they have time to throw these insults in, you know. It's like, while under the water, my spider's sonic hearing picked up a distress call from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> my partner's in trouble. I'll get back to you some other time. Oh. And he like flies off yeah. and like, yeah. unbelievable. Well, you know, and immediately preceding that, uh, James B, do we have a solution to transforming the lizard into Doc Connors from now on? It's just bunch of dump a bunch of. Uh, Almost salt on him. The uh, CL, CACL two. I'm sad because, according after this comic, I should never see the lizard again. Every time he shows up, like Doc Connor should just have like a vat of this chemical in his lab, and whenever he's feeling lizardy, he should walk over and like pull a string, and it all falls out, <laughs> and then he doesn't have to worry about it anymore, right? Maybe worried around his neck and a little vial or something like uh, the uh, I help I've fallen and can't get up kind of situation. Give right. give some to everyone in his family. Looks like it takes quite a bit of it too, just to let you know. It's like right. an entire it's an entire barrel of it. Right. Uh, he needs it like like I said, like just hanging above his head somewhere where he you know one of those like chemical things to get chemicals out of your eyes in a lab. He needs a vat of this this stuff. Problem him. solved. That's right. Problem we'll solved. never see him again. Sorry, I'm we'll never bad. But... And we'll never see the torch again either because every time the torch shows up, Spider-Man can claim his Spidey Sonic hearing <laughs> and uh, tell him that, uh, you know, Dory Gray has got an issue and he should fly off and oh. see her, you know. Hey, we're getting close to our 50th podcast and All right. we need to work We need to work a little bit on our social platforms. This, uh, we're getting... We're, we need to do a better job with that here. We're usually good at telling people to uh, write us at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Um, and we also have been letting people know they can find us on Twitter at letsreadspidey. But uh, a couple more things we should cover. One is tell us what's going on with this whole Facebook thing. Well, I think we've managed to make a Facebook page that is Let's Read Spider-Man. So if you search and you happen to see it on Facebook... You can befriend me, Eddie Peter Parker Haspatcher, is what my name is, and then the page Let's Read Spider-Man podcast on Facebook. But the other thing is, for people to find us, Eddie, uh, we I guess I try to search for us on the internet sometimes, and really it has to do with a bunch of metrics on different websites, and one of them is really the ratings. So I I listen to podcasts, and they're always telling you, hey, leave a ratings on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. Mm-hmm. And, um and, you know, I think I have to start doing that. So uh, if uh, if you like what you hear, uh, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Um, but <laughs> I want to let you know if you uh, if you don't really like it, if you're sort of like thinking, hey, Charlie, uh, I don't really like your podcast, uh, you know, <laughs> shut, shut your mouths, guys. Um, you know what? You don't. You don't have to do that. You can just uh, you can just move on and do something else. No need to leave. Uh, no need to leave a rating if you don't really like what you hear. That's fine. You can just you know go away. So, all right. <laughs> Anything else we need to cover? I don't think so. I'm good. All right. Um, 
we've had so many guests lately. The guests have been coming up with our clothes. Yes. I think I've got it today. You do, I bet. And remember, listeners, there's little satisfaction in finishing off a barely conscious Spider-Man. Goodbye. Goodbye. I know. It was really, really bad. It's funny that it was, it's, I mean, I, it's funny it how so much bad. you anticipated me when you said, when you came up with your five goods and five bads, because like I read these two books and was just crushed at how badly they did the lizard in these two books. Because like, okay, like it's, it's kind of like Montana. Like I know the lizard's got some problems and he's not everybody's favorite guy, but like I do really like the lizard, like genuinely in many ways. And to see him just be so out of character and like oh eddie people move stuff around all the time but not everyone can be a mover we have pl- <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, i've just been going back joke. to this joke <laughs> This is like more than a joke. This is is. like, because you're like, oh, (laughs) Peter Parker should be a mover. And I'm like, (laughs) this is the only line I have to get through. Everything else I can do. It's just this one line. I knew this line was going to be trouble for me too.